0: Nobody's written a book about this show yet, but when they do, you'll love that too. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkoski. I'm Sean McIver.
1: And I'm Scott Elfstrom.
0: There have been hundreds of books about Texas and its history, and we haven't even come close to reading all of them. But we have read some here at Come and Take It, and today we're going to have a roundtable discussion about some of our favorite Texas history books. But first, what's your favorite Jim Bowie adventure?
1: Um, I'm going to go with, gosh, there's just so many. Does the sandbar fight just count as one? I'd say sandbar fight. Okay. Yeah, I, that's, you, you can't top the sandbar fight. That's... That's just a great story. I mean, that's like something straight out of a and d adventure. The closest that uh, any mortal man, um, I think, can come to a real live d D&D uh,
0: battle. Well, I don't want to geek out-geek you, Scott. But I think that, uh, as portrayed in the movie The Alamo, Jim Bowie's heroic death on his bed, <laughs> where he fails his saving throw against Mexicans, that is, that is probably... That's how he it was like, how did he die? Well, he killed like six guys from a bed, and then he was stabbed <laughs> to death by 22, 22 guys with swords. Pretty well, awesome.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, the search for the San Saba Mines, the failed failed oh. uh, d- dungeon crawl for the San, <laughs> oh, San geez. Saba
0: Mines. Oh, we've lost so many listeners now.
2: <laughs> but uh, you, you can't beat uh, going out into the into the. Comancheria, and then finding another band of Indians who want to kill you, and the Comanche tell everybody that you're dead, uh, and then you just you wander back into town uh, finally after having fought off multiple attacks uh, like two weeks later, and everybody thinks you're dead, and you wander in, and you're like, oh, I'm not dead I, after all. We just walked 200 <laughs> miles to get here. That's all. That's
1: all. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cabeza de Vaca's like,
2: what? 200
1: miles? <laughs> <laughs> So
0: I think we'll start this roundtable by, well, let's talk about a couple of common books that we've all read and have really enjoyed. Uh, and they're actually very accessible to people of all ages. Um, and I think first one that we we talked about this early in the show is Texas History Movies. Now, Sean, what, what's kind of a little bit behind that?
2: Well, the Texas History Movies is a book that's been in and out of print over the last uh, couple of decades. Uh, I actually first read this book in the sixth grade. Um, and it's uh, a book that was originally newspaper comics published in the Dallas Morning News in 1926. Uh, and it was written by John Rosenfield, Jr., and the artist was Jack Patton. And so they're comic strips, and they were collected into a, uh, a book, into book format and years later. They're called Texas History Movies because they were meant to refer to – in 1920s, readers would refer to comic strips as movies on paper. Uh, and so and that's why there's an incongruous title. Uh, it's kind of an anachronistic, but at the time, that was what it was considered—you know—the best, the best possible way to describe things is comics or movies on paper. Uh, so so yeah. these, these, so these, these comic strips uh, ran in Dallas Morning News for a number uh, of uh, months and even, even years actually, uh, and they depicted Texas history from the very earliest days of the Spanish exploration of Texas all the way up until the turn of the century. Uh, pretty much, kind of ending after the Civil War. A few things after the Civil War with Reconstruction, uh, but for the most part, it was mostly through the Reconstruction and the post-Reconstruction era.
0: Well, I'm going to point out a couple of things about that book. So one uh, cool thing, and I know I mentioned this in an early on show, um, but my uncle Cecil, in a conversation, he remembered uh, seeing that book when he was when just he was a boy, mm-hmm. and I think that was like a reprint from sometime in the in the 50s and uh it, it's a very timeless work it's very good except for the part where it deals with racial history and with some racial issues right
2: so let's we'll get to that in just a second so the actual first edition that was printed was printed in the ni- in the late 1920s and it was a 217 page edition that incorporated all 428 episodes then they reprinted it in 1936 as part of the centennial uh, and uh, in nineteen thirty two the Mo- the Mag- Magnolia Petroleum Company, which now today is ExxonMobil, they actually had a sixty four page abridged edition with with about one hundred and twenty of the episodes. but the the interesting thing about this was that they distributed this edition free of charge to every child enrolled in Texas schools. And this book and the more the lengthier book, Came in and out of circulation in Texas schools as a standard textbook uh, for younger children. So, uh, as you say, it is very dated. That's the big negative part about it. Is it's it first of all follows a pretty traditional history model, uh, uh, and and very very uh, uh, loosely looks at the actual role of Spaniards and Mexicans in Texas history. It does depict it, and which is good. Uh, it does depict the role of in Native Americans in Texas history, but it does heavily lean on lots of stereotypes. Um, there are many pictures of Mexicans eating tamales, wearing sombreros, uh, and when it gets to African Americans, uh, it is extremely, uh, extremely racist. There's no other way to put it. I mean, there there's one one strip showing a, a very caricatured black person saying. Uh, I, I sure am love this watermelon so oh boy yeah it's it's pretty rough oh boy. It's, that's jarring so there have been attempts over the years to kind of whitewash those or kind of edit those strips out um, from a historical perspective I think it's important to show that um, I don't necessarily say this should go into textbooks as uh, to seventh graders but um, it does it, it the the good thing about it is is First of all, this is before comic books even came about. I mean, this is this predates comic books. It's an early form of comic book. And uh, it is also something that, again, like I said, it's come in and out of print throughout the years. And uh, it does show a view of Hit Texas history from the from that time period that I think is still strong and valid in a lot of ways. And it's it's a lot of fun, too, minus the racism
1: parts. <laughs> and we've used that book as a... Uh you know, a coloring source for some of the shows that we've done. Um, you know, as far as some of the highlighting some of the, uh, the events in early Texas history.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I like the idea that uh, there's a, somebody has taken a modern take on sort of the same concept, but it just came out this year being 2016. Uh, yeah. And that is Nathan Hale's hazardous tales, Alamo all stars.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and this, I had, was not familiar with this series of books, but um, this is a whole series of books uh, that explore different, uh, well, like it says, hazardous tales from history, um, including uh, The Donner Party, The Donner Dinner Party, as the book is titled, um, and uh, other events in history. Big bad ironclad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So like Texas history movies, this is a graphic novel of, of sorts that, goes through the, the events of early Texas history, taking a particular focus on uh, the four Alamo All-Stars that they've chosen to represent this period, uh, including William Travis, Juan Seguin, Davy Crockett, and uh, our old pal, lovable Jim Bowie. And, and it goes beyond the Alamo itself. It actually starts out with um, Moses Austin uh, returning home, uh, you know, his story of getting getting the land grant for the colony in Texas and all of that. Uh, all of that stuff, the early history of Texas and where it came from, um, and then it t- talks about the the history of these uh, prominent Texas figures before they got to the Alamo. So um, it's I haven't managed to read the whole thing yet. I just got it a little That's, while ago. It's, it's been, fantastic. It's, yeah, it, it's really well done. It's very dense. Um, they managed to pack a lot of really good uh, information in here, and uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, but if
0: you've yes. got a young, I would say if it's it's great if you've got a uh, sort of that uh, upper elementary or sort of middle school audience and and beyond. It's and mm. it's got a lot of jokes. It's fun, but it really or, actually or if
2: you're like, or if you're a comic book nerd, like us. It,
0: yeah. Well, what I really liked about it though is is you know one of the things we said early on as we sort of broke down. Uh, Texas Revolutionary history was, to understand the Texas Revolution and the politics behind it, you really honestly need to know about 50 years of Mexican history leading up to it, uh, and Spanish history, and and you sort of have to understand the context of that. So tip of the hat to Nathan Hale, because he really did come up with a a pretty clever way to wrap up a lot of the background in history leading up to what Made Santa and who he was and how he interacted with the early Texans, and he just captured a lot of that that flavor that that we've been outlining here. Yeah. So, so this
2: this series is a, is a lot of fun. Uh, Nathan Hale, who is an author and, and the artist, is, shares the name of the famous American spy who was uh, who was who died for his country in 1776. Uh, the interesting thing that he uses, the narrative twist he uses, is that Nathan Hale is the essentially is a narrator of this story and he's telling uh he's using this time as he's about to be hanged to tell true stories of hazardous tales of american history to his captors and his hangman they're joined by mexican president vicente guerrero and his executors his firing squad to to so that's the great twist that they bring to this story is that callback like mike said to texas history to mexican history and its role and its importance in the evolution of Texas and its 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 life.
0: So we're totally going uh, yeah. to put, yeah, totally going to put a link to that. Want and, you to and go and yeah, go and check it out. It's highly a good recommend price, it. Too,
2: it's only uh, it's only like uh, you can get a copy of it for eight or nine dollars on Amazon. We'll put a
0: link really nice. to the yeah, we'll put a link to the Amazon store on there for you.
2: Yeah, and and actually it, it, the it, other mm. thing mm-hmm. we want to call out too is there is a reference uh, in the back, uh, one of the bibliography books uh, that is used for Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales, Alamo All-Stars, is to Jack Jackson's American History. It's a graphic novel called Tejanos and the Lost Cause about Juan Seguin. Jack Jackson it was a huge fan of Texas history movies and actually uh, several years ago did a new version of Texas history movies that brings modernizes the history and uh, eliminates some of the negative parts of the Texas history movies. So if you want to check that out, we'll also put a link to that as well, to Jack Jackson's uh, list of books.
0: Okay. So no more cartoon books. We're going to yes. talk about about uh, other hey, books.
2: Hey, there's nothing wrong with cartoon books. No. Not at all.
0: I'm just going to jump in and start. We're just going to start naming off some books and throw out some that we think you'd like. Now, if you have a insect or cockroach problem, <laughs> I highly recommend... Robert Caro's *The Years of Lyndon Johnson*: *The Path to Power*. Or maybe you have a door that just you need like a doorstop stop for. Uh, I make a joke about it. it, it, it the man has done a, a tireless amount of research and work to compile uh, a whole series of books, but *Path to Power* is one I've actually read, and it, it details you know the origin um, story and sort of the rise of power of LBJ, where he came from, life among the sad irons, and it's a you know, it's a pretty powerful tale and very interesting to see sort of the early achievements of his life. So I, I'm not sure if you've read it, Sean. I think you have.
2: Yeah, I've started it. Um, it is <laughs> uh, it is several hundred pages long. It is volume one of The Years of Lyndon Johnson. Uh, he's up to volume five. Or I'm sorry. He's up to volume five. Yeah. No, wait. It is volume one of the uh, Lyndon Johnson year, the years of Lyndon Johnson. He's up to volume four, which gets him out through the presidency. He's still, uh, he's been writing these books for decades and he still has not uh, finished the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are all in excess of several hundred pages.
0: So if you um, really want to know something about Lyndon Johnson, you should yes. read that. Yeah. The so. passion,
2: yeah. Passage to Power, I'm uh, sorry, the Master of the Senate, uh, Means of Ascent and Passage to Power, the other books and yeah, if you've got the whole set, you're you're so, weighting down your bookshelf.
1: So is Robert Caro the pen name for George R. R. Martin? And I
2: don't know. Maybe <laughs>
1: possibly. They both seem to be having trouble.
0: Yeah, if, if Game long of Thrones meant uh, <laughs> if Game of Thrones met The West Wing, this is the book you'd have.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I can think of. I mean, there is this is like thousands of pages about the life of one man in excruciating detail, but it's it is fascinating. The level of research that has gone into mm. the life of of this this great and, 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 and they
0: and hey, I'm not I mean we make fun of the length and the side there are lots lots of compelling stories and details, so yeah, neat, neat to see uh Sean, you got one you want to throw out?
2: Yeah, I want to throw out um, actually my favorite book about Texas history and one of the the best books I've ever read um h w. brand's Lone Star Nation. So H.W. Brands is a professor, uh, an edu- author, and historian. He's a very prolific author of U.S. history. He's one of the main experts on uh, the FDR presidency. He wrote a book called The Trader to His Class about Franklin Delmar Roosevelt. So he attended the University of Texas, Austin, but he's a longtime professor at A&M University. Uh, and then in 2005, he returned to Texas uh, University of Texas, where he's a, a tenured professor and an emeritus professor of history and government. Um, but he wrote this book in 2005 about the, called Lone Star Nation, uh, the Lone Star Nation, the epic story of the battle for Texas independence. And what I found fascinating about this book, first of all, it didn't read like a history book. It really read like a novel. It just, it had a very, very, uh, smooth narrative flow. Uh, it read very well, very quickly, very easily. Um, it went into good detail about things, but it actually had a lot of interesting information, things I'd never really thought about, uh, the the one thing that really that really stood out for me was that there were already Americans in Texas, and we've talked about this in some of our episodes, such as the Fredonia Revolt, um, that and the uh, and the Gutierrez McGee Expedition, that there were squatters in Texas when Austin arrived to scout out his colony. First thing he went to was Nacogdoches, and there was already people there. And then he went further inland uh, and to find open land, and there was already people. Uh, Jug Hunter was one of those. Hmm. Uh, and and what's fascinating is he, is Brands really takes apart and talks about the westward movement of America's Americans and that the movement into Texas by Americans was inevitable and conflict with Mexico was pretty was pretty inevitable too. But it's a real a really interesting story, a real good take on Texas history. If you want a good broad overview of the Texas Revolution and its causes, that still gives you the good details that you really want that a good, a good historian is going to give you. H.W. Brand's book is going to be a good start, starting point for you.
1: I'm going to Just shift you, gears please. a little bit, and uh, I'm going to mention a book that actually uh, dovetails quite nicely with a uh, previous episode that we've done. Uh, we did a Texas beer episode uh, in our first year of shows, and for Christmas, my brother um, gave me a book called San Antonio Beer, Alamo City History by the Pint by Jeremy Bannis and Travis E. Poling. Um, I have to confess that I have not fully read this book yet, uh, even though Christmas was at this recording several <laughs> months ago. But, you know, in my defense, I have a lot of books that I've been reading. Also but, a podcast that you help produce. Yes, yes. But uh, this is a really fascinating book. Um, I've, I've skimmed through it, and it, it really does exactly what it says on the cover. Um it's a trip through uh, the city, trip through the history of the city of San Antonio um, with, uh, you know, framed with the history of beer in that locale. Um, it covers a lot of the same territory that we did in our podcast, including the, you know, the Minger Brewery, uh, the Pearl Brewery, and the Lone Star Brewery, and uh, kind of goes through the whole Prohibition era and how Pearl was the just about the only brewery <laughs> in the state that remained open. Um And it goes right up to the modern era of um, the microbrews and the resurgence of brewing in Texas, which a lot of is centered around San Antonio, um, including still my favorite brewery, uh, Five Stones in Cibolo. Yeah. But um, this is a a really cool book, and I'm looking forward to actually reading this because it, it looks to go into a lot more depth on some of the things that we really just skimmed through when we talked about it. That's cool. So
0: if you like beer, go check out the link.
1: Yeah, and if you have uh, know anything about you know or interested in San Antonio, because it's uh, like I said, it parallels the the, the history of the city um, through the the lens of a mug of beer. There you go. Well, I'm going to jump
0: in and change up and go from beer to butter. There's a great book that I found um, by Dale Lassiter, who is kin to Ed Lassiter. Uh, and it was about the founding of Falfurious. The book's called Falfurious by Dale Lasseter. And um it really talks about how Falfurious was this interesting hybrid community in the valley where there was a big demarcation between sort of um the the old Mexico and the new Americans that came. And this uh guy came down, developed the community and founded the largest dairy, um, uh, of Jersey, like the largest herd of Jersey cattle, and Falfurious became very famous for its dairy, and there's a, and you can still buy it today in stores, there's Falfurrias butter, but it's no longer actually made here in Texas, it's actually made outside of the state, and it's rebranded and, and sold, but uh, it's a very famous brand of Texas butter for a long time, and it has some great tales of, uh, you know, tales of fraud and malfeasance in um, governmental practices of South Texas. So uh, some good stories in there, and I hope to cover it in a future show.
2: Cool. Well, my next book kind of goes back a little bit in, in, uh, into into history itself. It's an older book. Uh, it's called 13 Days to Glory by Lon Tinkle. It's from 1958. It is one of the first books that really took apart the Alamo as a historical subject. Uh, I love this book because I read it when I was in seventh grade uh, in junior high uh, when I was taking Texas history in Uh, As a class, as Texans, we take Texas history in seventh grade. And what I love about this book is it's just one of the earliest books, along with Texas (coughs) history movies, that kindled my love for Texas history. Um, And it inspired uh, the Alec Baldwin uh, Alamo movie, uh, a TV movie, that is also one of the things that – made me really love Texas history as well so it's a good book it's a little dated but it's also it does read very well uh, Tinkle was a was a journalist as well as a historian and a, and a book editor so he did a very good job of really moving the story along um, So check it out uh, you can find it in just about any libraries it's a award-winning book and it's one of the still one of the best books about Texas history
1: another book that I wanted to to talk about is actually kind of a preview of um a subject near and dear to my heart that i hope we will be doing a show on soon um, and this book is called 100 things astros fans should know and do before they die uh, written by brian mctaggart um, brian mctaggart is the beat reporter for uh, mlb.com for the houston astros um, he is a longtime houston resident and texan um, he's been an Astros fan since his earliest days. He even used to run the, uh, the scoreboard for a time in the Astrodome. Um, but this is a great book that basically he took um, hundred, took the history of the Houston Astros Baseball Club and identified a hundred different um, events or people or um, things uh, that were important to the team over the years and ranked them from one to 100. And uh, basically, wrote a page or two on each one of them. Um, a lot of these things I remember from my childhood. I remember these games. I remember these people. A lot of this stuff um, I had, did not really know very much about. They were just uh, names that have passed through uh, on a screen, or I've heard somebody talk about them. But it's it's really great because it's bite size. You can jump around. You don't have to read it cover to cover. Although that's what I'm doing. But um, if you have any interest in the Houston Astros at all, um, this is I highly recommend this because it's literally everything that uh, you need to know. Wow, cool!
0: Well, I look forward to that episode, and uh, I know that we have some Astros fans, maybe a few Astros haters, but mostly Astros fans listening. I hope. Um, I'm going to shift gears now. We've talked about uh, a couple in an early episode. We talked about. Uh, my sort of history and historical connection. And that was uh, the Poles in Texas. How are the Polish Texans? And uh, this is well known to people from South Texas. Maybe other parts aren't aware that there's a, is a, the, the vibrant uh, Polish history and connection. But uh, there's a great book called The Polish Texans by T. Lindsay Baker. And I got this from my grandmother. And it's a great reference. And it talks about Poles in Texas, but not just like the immigration that we talked about. That there's actually some additional chapters and stories that I think would make some great um, future pieces. Uh, It even covers people like uh, there was a group of Poles that came to Texas after the Civil War, and they were exiles from uh, Emperor Maximilian's uh, Spanish army. They'd been recruited as soldiers and sharpshooters and brought into the to the Mexican army and then they left, left and came to Texas but uh you know it, it talks about not just all of the pieces of the history and it's it's kind of one of those obscure and very specific pieces that it, that gets all the cultural t- touchstones and the family connection so uh if you're more interested in uh, in that topic I, I try to find a copy it's uh it's a little hard to find but it's a great book
2: all right, so my next ones are actually – there's two of them. They're fiction books. They're my favorite fiction books about Texas. I've talked about my love of both of them. Uh, one is Larry McMurtry's Pulitzer Prize-winning Lonesome Dove, uh, which I don't need to go into any further, but it is the best bit written book about Texas uh, from a fictional perspective. So you have to read it. If you, if you love the miniseries, you'll love the book. If you love the book, you need to watch the miniseries uh... that was uh... That's available on dvd and uh... streaming through netflix the other one is texas by james and i don't recommend the miniseries based on this one because it even though it does have great texan patrick duffy it is not very close to the book um, but it is a good book uh... in that it is also a book that really instilled my love of texas history um, and uh... starting with cabeza de vaca and going through the course of the three hundred years between uh the this between the first explorations of texas and uh, the modern era of the the 1980s um this is a fantastic book it's long it is again it's a cockroach killer definitely in every way uh, but you will get a great great overview of texas and its history and the importance of the of the various the various parts uh uh the various flags of texas and the various people groups of texas
0: yeah I use my copy to press flowers
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> or take wrinkles out of, uh, out of posters. So that's just a few uh, awesome Texas history books, some, some uh, of all levels, you know, academic to uh, interesting. So get out there and read some books about Texas. Of course, if you're too busy, you can go back and check the archive of Come and Take It. We have uh, hundreds of shows here, so we'll keep making them if you keep listening that wraps things up for today you can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com we'd love to hear from you so like and share us on facebook follow the show on twitter at texas podcast or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback you can find our show in many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com why not follow us individually too i'm on twitter at mr java i'm
2: max sean with two ends and i'm scotticus
0: you love texas you love this show you love books about Texas. Nobody's written a book about this show yet, but when they do, you'll love that too. So get out there and help us out. Tell your friends. Tell everyone you meet. Say listen to Come and Take It and tell them to leave a review on iTunes because that helps us out to find listeners just like you. And if you'd like to support the show financially, please visit patreon.com slash texaspodcast where you too can become a Come and Take It Texas Ranger. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember... That even if you aren't from Texas,
1: Texas wants you anyway.